Welcome to the Van Man Podcast. My name is Sam and I am the Van Man. I believe in living a full life and I know that I do that differently than everybody else. So I invite other people into my van to tell me about how they're living a full life through their passions, their side gigs, their hobbies. And I think that's one of the most exciting things about life is that we all do it differently. So hopefully we can learn a little bit from the interesting people that I invite in to my van for conversation. In this episode, my guest is Braden Manley, who ha- actually has two other episodes on the Van Man podcast, and he is on a quest to qualify and go to the Olympic trials for the marathon run. Um, he recently ran the New York uh, City Marathon, and uh, I highly recommend you listen to the other two episodes where he we did a before and after his 50-mile ultra run, which he won. Um, and this New York marathon was very interesting for him. Um, it didn't go as planned, so I hope you enjoy. Um, before we get started, I do want to shout out his coach, John Hammond, who was uh, two episodes previous to this. Um, I believe it was episode uh, 30 was John's, and I highly recommend you listen to that as well um, because John's just an absolute savage and an elite Ironman athlete. But without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Welcome back, dude. Thank you. Um, do you want to... <laughs> Do you, let's start with just preparation. How did you prepare for the marathon? Tell me about what you've been up to since we last spoke in like May. Yeah. So since then, just been training hard, uh, training on a fast marathon, uh, of course. So means a lot of road running, uh, a lot of miles, a lot of speed work, um, basically from June up through last week, um, was just yeah hardcore training is getting a bunch of miles and i had a few 90 mile weeks which were really big and uh yeah just really trying to push my body to get comfortable running at a really uncomfortable pace you know um which going into the race i felt so ready to do um i felt so mentally ready to do that i was ready to when you say 90 mile weeks what does that break down to yeah so uh one or two double days Okay. Uh, so like run in the morning, run in the afternoon okay. as well. And then, uh, long run on the weekend. I think both of my 90 mile weeks, I did 24 mile long run. Oh my goodness. And then average. And then the rest of the days were about 10 mile days, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, with some speed work in there, you know, as part of some of those workouts. Right. So, so most of those runs, it, it, besides the speed runs are all of your runs at, you know, 70, 80% effort. Yeah. Like are you Not, ever I mean, doing your long less runs? than that. Okay. Um, like percentage wise, like really easy pace. Um, okay. My lot, like for most of my long runs, I do progression runs. And I can't remember if we talked about this before, but you start at an easy pace, first miles, and then you you work your way down to a fast pace by the last mile. So for example, okay. on the twenty four, I started out at like a seven and a half, eight minute pace, worked my way down to like easy. six minute pace. Yeah, for, yeah. To, to clarify for everyone, <laughs> which that's easy for me. <laughs> seven or eight minute miles for you is very very easy. <laughs> yeah. So general rule of thumb. <clears throat> Is, uh, you know, you want to have 80% of your runs, period, at an easy pace. And then 20% at a hard effort. Cool. So, that's yeah. what John said, too. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, John's yeah. your coach, so of course you're doing <laughs> so what that, That's what he told me. Your, yeah. I'm glad you're doing what your coach said. No, I, I was, it's funny because when I asked John that in his episode, I was very specifically thinking about my friend who was starting to get into running mm-hmm. and, you know, she was just building up to, you know, more of just trying to get her 5K time down, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think I can convince her to do a half marathon or a marathon, you know, eventually. For sure. But um, she was just killing herself on these one or two mile runs at first. I was like, no, like you should be going 
so slow that you're bored because oh, yeah. if, and, and I think that just goes towards enjoying it as well like you're more likely to run tomorrow if you didn't absolutely hate yourself today for it you <laughs> it's, know <laughs> it's so true and it's such an easy trap to fall into like I right. did the same thing as a new runner I went out way too hard I did all of my runs basically at the same pace and it was a tough pace because <laughs> I thought yeah. that's what I needed to do and it was just it was really hard on my body and mentally and then once I started working with John uh I it unlocked a new level of loving it because I would look forward to my easy days because I'm like, oh, I get a rest a little bit. Right. But then I would really look forward to my fast days or my long days because then I'm like, it's been a little while since I've done this. I'm ready to go out and do it. Right. You know, I'm feeling rested up. So all of a sudden you're antsy for your yeah. speed runs. So I'm like, like ready, oh, let's go Rick, to the track. I just want to run faster. Yeah. yeah. You're you're holding back all week. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, tell me a little bit more about like comparing, you know, zero knowledge of running Brayden to. Now you're you're in this you're a sub elite runner <laughs> like you have all this knowledge oh, now. Man. It, no, what's the learning curve been it's like? It's funny looking back because I literally knew nothing. Like like <laughs> thinking back, I'm like, right. Oh, I was just so stupid with it. Like just for example, like how I structured my training. I I didn't know about like splitting up days at all. I would just like go out and try to run like five miles a day at the same pace right. all the time. You know what I mean? And then try to do longer runs like that, which is just stupid, you know? And then yeah. when I started training for my first marathon last year, I just read a couple of articles and, there, and all of them were like, you have to have recovery runs. And I was like, oh, maybe I should do some of those. And so I did like three easy runs a week and three hard runs a week. One of the hard ones being my long run. Right. So like my easy runs, I would do it like an eight minute pace. And then my, my other ones, all my other runs, I would do it like a 6.45 minute pace, even my long <laughs> runs. And I just yeah. put myself, I was like, just what was yourself. I even doing? Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. It, I mean, that's pretty know. sound reasoning though. Like, because it, it comes out of nowhere, right? Like yeah. you wake up one morning and you're like, oh, I feel a little bit tired, but today's my hard day. So I have to run hard anyway. Yeah. Right. And so you just keep doing that. And then all of a sudden something breaks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden you can't do it. Oh yeah. There was days training for that first marathon where I was like feeling horrible for, right. and in a way that it, like is different than just like pushing hard, right? Yeah. Like in a way that where I was like, wow, something is off, <laughs> you know? But I didn't fully realize it until like I started working with John. He started putting together my training plans and then I started feeling very different, like day to day. I right. felt way better. I was doing more miles, you know, doing more harder efforts, but I felt way better day to day, you know, right. so. Yeah, and week to week and yeah. yeah. Is it uh, nice not having to do like 20 mile runs every day. I guess, no, with the marathon, you're still doing more mileage than you were doing with your ultra. Aren't yeah. You? Yeah. I think for the ultra, I built up to like 85 miles, but the structure Ooh. of it was a little different, right? Like with the marathon, you're doing one long run a right. week, which is like whatever, 16, 18, 20 plus miles. Right. With the ultra, I was doing two long runs per week. Back to back. Back to right. back. Friday yeah, and Saturday. So right. that was the main difference. And then I, less speed work as well. A lot, oh, like right. Because you're just easy trying running. to do it. Yeah, literally yeah. just training my body to go through many hours of just running. Versus on the marathon, it's like you're shooting for whatever. But yeah, you know, I was shooting for two eighteen. So it was like I'm gonna put my body through hell for two hours and eighteen minutes. Right. <laughs> you know. So you're training for that specifically. Right. Yeah. You know? Huh. Yeah. So. Do you feel like training for the ultra before the marathon definitely helped with the marathon training just because yeah, of the volume? For sure. I feel like nice. I, I built up a huge base that after the 50, like I took a little bit of time off and I just got it back super fast. Like I jumped back into workouts 
feeling really good. And uh, I, I do feel like throughout my training, having that solid base built up, I, I handled the higher mileage weeks like no problem at all. Like 90 miles, like my body just had no issues. <laughs> I felt crazy. great. And in, yeah. even in the higher mileage weeks, I actually, I felt better than I did in some of like the lower mileage weeks. So right. are you doing any sort of like cross training or like yoga in the mornings or anything <laughs> to like balance it out? So, uh, John has me doing a little bit of like, um, like we just call them like mobility, stability and strength. And right. so it's like little, just like 15 minute movements or exercises. So like on the strength, it's like little bit of push-ups, you know, like literally works. anything. Yeah, yeah. Like a little bit, but you know, main focus for sure running. Like I didn't do any like biking or swimming or, you know, right. You weren't on a bike for two hours a week just to yeah. bounce, just to give your knees a break or anything. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't really, I didn't feel like I needed to. I felt like I could handle the running. Okay. And right. And I don't know. I was just excited to run. So you, <laughs> just talking to other marathoners or other people that are training for marathons like you yeah. at that level are, is it pretty similar? Like all of you guys are doing that? Or do you find that some people are doing, you know, maybe 60 mile weeks and doing a lot more cross training because that just works better for them? Yeah, I think it kind of depends on the person. I, I've definitely heard of runners at this level doing more elliptical work just oh, to, just to, because you kind of get the same motion of running right. on the elliptical, but you don't have the impact. So mm -hmm. it's not as hard on your body. So I've heard of people doing that just to get more volume. But I would say the vast majority of people running at this level, I mean, they're mostly running. Right. For Like, for sure. Um, and if they are cross-training, it's it's kind of like a personal preference, like, if right. they want to do it. But I would say most people are just running. Hmm. Yeah, when we talked uh, during the ultra, when you were training around that, you were pretty much only running alone. Yeah. How has that changed? <laughs> yeah, that's changed. Since I, winning an ultra. Yeah. <laughs> well, ha before that race, I really only ran by myself or with, like, John. Right. Or scooter occasionally. Right. Um, our other friend. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but after the ultra, I just met more people that run around the area. And then that just led to meeting other people, you know? And so it's like, you know, you'll meet someone and they're like, oh, we should go on a run together sometime. And then you go on a run with them and they bring somebody else and then you meet them. And so anyways, I just, right. over the past several months, I've met a ton of people that I know and I kind of have a solid group of, and I've run with a bunch of people and, it's been awesome. I really like it. Like I, I try to yeah, get, it's I, better to run with other people. Yeah. And it's like, there's definitely a, an element of you can push harder when you're running with other people. Mm -hmm. Like there's been some workouts I've done with other guys where like, if I was doing it by myself, it'd be really hard. And I'd be like, Oh, like this is going to be a terrible workout, you know, but right. like with other people, it, like you get that little extra push and accountability almost where you're like, we're all in this together. And it was great. So, yeah, it's almost like if you had someone, say, during a race, pace you from mile four to mile 13 or something, you know. Exactly. Like you did for me. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone who didn't get that. Exactly. <laughs> um, thanks again for doing that, Dude, by the course. way, because that was so much fun. It was but awesome. It, that was like, I think of all my training for the last, you know, four months, you know, running since June. Yeah. I think I ran with other people maybe a total of six times through yeah. all those. So it was great to have someone on race day who was yeah. fast that kept me on pace. That was pretty amazing. No, it's fine. Yeah, it makes so a big difference. Imagine. No. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you've kind of like fast tracked your way into the runner's community because... Definitely. Because <laughs> you just <laughs> have this speed. <laughs> uh, there's definitely... Um, I didn't know this is the case, but there's definitely an element of, uh, you know, if, if, if you're fast enough, people are just going to come start talking to you. Right? right. So like, especially at local races. So like at Hobble Creek, uh, half marathon right. back in August, 
I ran that race and uh that was just a training race. Yeah, right? training race right. for me. Um, but I got third place, you know, overall. And so uh I I nobody knew me before that race, really. Like right. that were runners, but a lot of local runners run that race. And so I did that. And then afterwards they're like, Who are you? <laughs> like, let's <laughs> who's this let's, guy let's who came together. out of nowhere? <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's definitely that element of, you know, I feel like just showing up and performing well at a race, people are going to come up and, right. you know, talk to you and be like, hey, Well, it's still. the people who are taking it seriously, I imagine, yeah. right? Like, for me, it's still a little bit hard to find people who run at my speed just because I'm not quite intermediate. Yeah. Like, I'm still very much a beginner pace, and there aren't really many people that run as slow as I do, but also need to run as consistently to train. You know, yeah. like, most people running my pace are doing something else, and they run twice a week. Totally. Because yeah, they yeah. can, you know, and that's healthy, but they're not training for anything. And so it's interesting once you're, once you're fast enough <laughs> and, and not, not only that, but for me, a lot of beginners are between like, let's say eight minute miles and 15 minute miles. There's just such a Wide huge range. range right. Yeah. But for you, it's like, I don't know, everybody's between like, you know, five ten <laughs> and five thirty. you know, it's yeah. like a 20 second it's, difference. It's, it's a little bit closer for sure. But at the same time, I, in my experience, like races are the best place to meet other people that right. are running mainly because especially if it's like half marathon or above distance because they've put they've had to have put in a certain amount of time into running to, to be able it. to do that right. and so like if you find someone at a race that is running around your pace or close to your time that, i mean that's a great person just to go up to and be like hey like right. you know would love to train together sometime like do you have another race on the calendar you know so right I, at least for me that was a great way to meet other people you know okay. that are into I'll it i'll sign up for so, more races yeah then. more Thanks. races yeah. is good that being said i did meet a couple of people who did not train for the haunted half at all. And, you yeah. know, it's just like their yearly tradition is they dress up and run 13 miles, those psychos. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, that's just <laughs> nuts. Like to not run beforehand and then just wake up and do 13 is, uh, no, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. Um, okay, let's not, let's not bury the lead too much. Okay. Because so, <laughs> you're just waiting for it. Yeah. I know. Okay, so you did all this preparation. You got third place in the Hobble, uh, was it Hobble Creek? Yeah, Hobble Creek. Right? Um, that was a training run. You got first place in ultra. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about expectations in New York. How did it go? Yeah. So going into New York, uh, I I was feeling so good. I was feeling so <laughs> prepared uh, physically and mentally. I just feel like all because I mean, truthfully, up until New York City, all of my races that I had run, every single one had gone better than expected. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And like literally, like I had gotten on the podium. I had ran faster than I thought I was going to. And so I kind of was just expecting that same thing to happen at New York City. At least run faster than I was expecting. Right. Know? And you even got into like the sub-elite group and the corral yeah. and there's all the, I mean, t can you tell yeah. me a little bit about that for people who don't know how cool that is? Which that was awesome. And so, um, you know, before New York, I, one of my friends that I run with, he was like, hey, you should reach out to their, you know, their director and just see if they have some sort of elite group that you could be a part of. So that way you can run with people that are shooting for your pace. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think to do that. So a few weeks ago, I sent him an email, told him about my most recent uh, race time, which was St. George half marathon. Right. And I sent it to him. They're like, oh, you can totally be in the, you know, this sub elite group that we have. And uh, basically it's just, so you have your pros, right, that are, you know, uh, throughout the world or whatever, you know, the, like the literally top, the pro the top the top marathoners, athletes, right. right? So they were, a, a bunch of them were at New York city. So they, they had their own pro group, but then right behind them was the sub elite group that probably had, I, once I got there, I thought it was going to be bigger, but once I got there, it was probably around 50 to 75 people. 
um, I would say. And so, but they had us all together. So they took us to like our own warm up facility before the race. They had food for us. We got to have like special drop bags, you know, just a little bit of extra stuff for being, you know, I guess at fast. that level, for being fast. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. It, I mean, think about it 50,000 people. Yeah. Right, signed up for the New York City Marathon, and you're one of 100, maybe 150 total with yeah. the pros. Yeah, that just gets your own little warm up facility and Which was your own buses so cool. to the front and all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, we literally had our own separate buses, and uh, they took us to this indoor track. Which I was like starstruck when I got there because I, I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm literally here with like Jared Ward, Scott Fable, uh, Leonard Career, like. Uh, Kira D'Amato, like, yeah. uh, you know, Nell Rojas, like all, all of literally the top marathoners in the U S <laughs> were there. And I'm like jogging around a track, like with them, Galen Rupp was there too. And, right. and so I was like starstruck and I was just so amped. I was like, this is so cool. Like, I'm so happy to be here. This is amazing. You a know? year ago, you weren't a runner. Like, no, I no, I just I thought a marathon would be a fun challenge. You know? Yeah, like, so, literally, was it last August? It was yeah. your first marathon. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. So, That's so nuts. Yeah, like, even even being there, I was like, I I didn't even. Uh, it was hard for me to grasp, you know, like what right. was going on. But it was so cool, and I and but being there and being with them, I just I really got into a good mind space like headspace i would say of of just getting ready to race like right. seeing them warm up and just like them getting into the zone i was like oh man i'm so ready like i am stoked to be here i put in the work like i i'm ready to just let it fly see what happens you know and so they take us to the to the start line and they they put us right you know right up to the front of wave one and so the pros get a start five minutes ahead of everybody so that way they can run you know by themselves and then uh, I got to start literally right at the front of wave one, like in, you know, right at the uh, the start line. And so, so, so the pros go off first and then what, they give you like a five minute gap or something? Yeah, five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so they had us all wait there. Um, like the mayor of New York came out and talked a little bit and, it, and then they like counted down the gun and stuff. And so the gun goes off and I, I take off and it's me. And then another guy I had been talking to um, that I met there, he was kind of shooting for a similar time. So we were going to just like run together. Was and, that pre-planned? Like you talked to him beforehand? Yeah, I talked to him just a little bit before. You know, he was a super cool guy. Okay. And I was just like, hey, what time are you going for? <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm shooting for around, you know, 220-ish. I was like, perfect. Do you want to run together? He's like, sure. Cool. <laughs> so, is that better? Like, uh, yeah. At that level, do you? is that pretty normal to plan to run with someone if you can? Yeah, I mean, and, and it wasn't anything serious either. It wasn't like right. we're going like to stick together. We're going to draft off each yeah, other. It was, it was more you of like... You do the first five and I'll do the next... Yeah. Yeah, it was more <laughs> like, we'll just... We'll, let's hang out, you know, and just <laughs> yeah, yeah, run together. It'll be good to have someone to pace. Yeah, yeah. so we take off and me and him are, are cruising. There was another guy that like bolted out of the gate. And me and him were both like, oh yeah, we're going to we're gonna catch that guy for sure. He went out way too hot. You could just tell he was like, it looked like he was sprinting, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> and so we were like, okay, we'll catch up with him. And then uh, I felt so good. First three miles, I was cruising, you know, you know, low fives, feeling good. And uh, and then mile four, I, I started getting this pain in my stomach and it just went so downhill so <laughs> fast. <laughs> like just, I, and oh man, we can... We can dive into it, but yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just finish it out. Yeah. <laughs> For everyone uh, listening, I am making him relive pain here because it did not go as expected. And it was, yeah. it ended up being like an absolutely brutal race, right? Just horrible race. Ended up in the med tent, you know, t twice. And right. uh, just, yeah, not Literally gutting it out. Yeah. So, I'm honestly, 
after I was just tracking you on the 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 app. Yeah, and I'm surprised you finished. Like Me too. when I because <laughs> like you know it's like five fifteen, five fifteen, five twenty or whatever, and then all of a sudden like mile eight was like a thirty minute mile, and I was like, what just happened? Yeah. And then I'm texting John, I'm texting your <laughs> wife, I'm like, hey, does anybody know what happened to Brayden? I thought, and I was worried that there was some sort of like somebody tripped and fell. And yep. everybody just went down because that would just suck. I'm honestly you know? glad that didn't happen because right. it definitely could. Like, you're so packed in together and close right. together, and and once people start, once you kind of move back a little bit in the wave of people, like people are very very close together. Like you're bumping right. elbows with each you're other, you're jostling so each that, other. Yeah. That could totally happen, and I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and also you're going fast enough that if you're tired and you trip, you like it's not like oh trip and scrape your knees it's you could break a hip like oh yeah you you could shatter something you know you could your thighs broken you're just done yeah yeah so but instead but instead it just had the worst stomach pains of my life (laughs) so yeah so so in mile four i just i started feeling in my stomach and i slowed down a little bit thinking this is probably going to pass because i've had little pains that come and go which is normal with running you know you're like okay this will probably pass in just like a minute or two Mm -hmm. so i slow down a little bit and it doesn't pass it just gets worse and by mile six i'm literally like dry heaving on the side of the course and i was honestly super embarrassed because there's like tons of people out watching the race cheering you on and i'm like going over to them just like like yeah and you're at the front of the race there's nobody really around you yet yeah so like i'm front and anyway and 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 i i started just feeling so bad the pain was horrible and i just started kind of hobbling my way through and i was thinking like okay let me at least just do like an easy jog and turn this into like a fun day right like I, i that was my initial thought was like Let's just be grateful to be here. Yeah, just stoked to be here. And I I mean, at the same time, I was so bummed about, you know, not being able to get the, you know, not being able to hold that pace. And once right. once mile six happened, I the reality started to set in like, oh my gosh, this is not gonna be the race that I was <laughs> that I was hoping for. Cause I, I was getting to the point where like I was I'd slow down so much there was no making up any lost time, you know. Right. And so kind of hobbling my way through. And then I, I eventually make it to mile 13 where they have a medical tent and I just go straight into it because my, the pain in my stomach was so bad. I was still dry heaving that whole time. And, you know, I, like I said, I was trying to do like, have it be an easy race like or just an easy run right. and enjoy the moment. But I, I couldn't even do that. Like whole, trying to do an eight minute pace, like felt like I was literally giving everything that I had, you know, oh my and my stomach was coming. So that's when I just went to the medical tent at mile 13 and I just laid down and, at, at that point, I literally just started like weeping, like the full reality just set in, sobbing. and literally just tears streaming down my face. I was so sad, so bummed, and like I'm laying there, like holding my stomach, like crying. And then the the medics come over, and they're like, "How are you feeling?" And I was just like disappointed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, "That's literally all I could say." And and the lady was so nice. She was like. Uh, she was like, you can still finish. Like you can, like, you're doing amazing. And I was like, you don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand. I trained so hard. You don't know what I'm going for, you know? And so, and they probably don't know that you're in the sub elite group. They probably don't know that you're, yeah, they were not checking for that at all. Their, their thing was just, you know, making sure people are okay. You're alive. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally that's all they cared about. So they they didn't care about anything else. Right. Anyways, I, so Hung out in the med tent for like solid 15 minutes, drank a bunch of Gatorade, started feeling a little bit better. Then I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to keep jogging. 
as soon as I start jogging, the pain comes back, like just as bad. (laughs) So I barely make it to the next medical tent. And I sit down and I was just like, so bummed. I was so like defeated and just felt like I I I was just watching people go by, you know, and I was like, what is happening right now? You know, like why, you know? Right. Because in... From my understanding, I mean, th- this is the way I've always thought about it. And even in my meager training, you train for like GI, you know, you tra- train yeah. for some sort of something for your stomach, right? Like totally. I was eating the same foods. I was training on my training runs. I eat the same gels. That way I don't have some random gel that's going to mess with my stomach mid-race, right? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that from your perspective? Like how oh, yeah. deep do you go into training specifically for this not to happen? Oh, and you know, it. I am aware that always that like I could potentially have stomach problems because I, I kind of have a, a sensitive stomach a little right. bit. Luckily, I haven't had any issues in any races before. Um, but for training for this, I was like very strict about training with the one type of gels, the ones that I knew I was going to have on race day, only trained with those. And I, and I trained hard to like, you know, with eating them while running, you know, like right. prepping for that. And then um, as far as like my my regular diet, I I really just tried to be as consistent as possible the week of the race. Like I just tried to eat what I normally eat. You're eating very plain foods. Yeah, nothing great. A lot of oats, a lot yeah. of like whole wheat bread. Not a bag know. of Doritos. Yeah, before, like nothing really? crazy at all. Yeah. And like even the night before, like you know, me and my wife and my father in law, we you know we were all there and. And, uh, you know, we went to a restaurant and I was being very careful on purpose. We went to like this Japanese place. It was great. I got right. like grilled chicken, white rice, exactly what I wanted to eat the right. night before. Right. Very you know? plain grilled chicken. Yeah, yeah. It was like perfect, you know? And so I was like feeling so good, right. <laughs> you know? And so I, and I had prepped and, and I, I just, that's why I just did not expect something like that to happen, you know? Cause yeah. I felt like I was, I, there was nothing I can point to that was like, this was the thing that caused it, yeah. you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so, but you ended up finishing. I did. I ended up just, just hobbling literally my way. gutted it out. Yeah, like literally clutching my stomach, you know, yeah. off and on, crying off and on throughout the race, you know. And uh in thinking back, I I didn't need I didn't like I didn't have to finish. Like and and I was honestly okay not finishing. I I just right. was, some part of me was like let's just keep going. You know, like you trained for this like Might as well just keep doing let's it. Let's just try to make it to the next aid station, which, you know, or the next medical tent. And I just kept taking it in little chunks like that. And then once I started getting, you know, close to mile 20, I was like, you know what? I can keep going. You know, like once I hit mile 20, I was like six more miles. Like I'm in pain. It sucks, but I can, I can keep going. Yeah. Six miles all of a sudden is your easy training day. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's your your cool down day. Yeah. That's like a light day. And so I'm like, I, I can make it through that. And, and and it was super it felt great to cross the finish line and get there and see you know my wife and and father-in-law and family just there like cheering for me they had waited for me and how much yeah. did they know during the race nothing i didn't have my phone with me um and they all they knew was what they were tracking just the paces so they knew as much as the rest of us literally they knew that they're as much like as something else. happened at mile 13 now we have to wait two extra hours yep Oh, that's yeah. Brutal. They had no idea. They thought I had gotten hurt, right? And uh, and so I cross the finish line. I go find them, and start crying all over again. You know, and, to be and, fair, and, <laughs> your time was still what three fifty four. It was around there. Yeah, I I I don't I, I don't even know what the that, final time was. But it was I know that's there. not your dream, but that's most people's dream. Yeah, <laughs> is that, you know, sub four hour marathon is still yeah like very respectable. <laughs> <laughs> so like way to go, man. No, way, to, I, way to finish. I appreciate it. I know that's still like. 
<laughs> so yeah. that's, it's like I was shooting for the moon. You didn't even like hit the stars from oh, your yeah. p- perspective. But for most people, you went way past the moon. You know, no, I, and, and that. that's such good perspective to have. And I, and you know, I, I've just been thinking a lot about it. And ultimately, I am really, really grateful and glad I was able to be there. Like it was right. truthfully an incredible environment, a great like race day. Like it, it, it felt like the whole city came out to oh, just sure. support everyone. Like. And it almost got to the point where it was annoying to me because I was having such a bad race. Right. Like people would literally be cheering and my number was 444. And so they would be like, come on, 444, you got this. And I'm like, shut up. Like, <laughs> You're like, I'm in so much pain. I'm like dying. You don't not... know what I was shooting for. But yeah. then there was other moments where it was like so great, you know? Right. Like I'm like, man, like people I don't even know are just out here cheering for me right now that, you know, cheering for everyone. Right. And so it was just such a cool, you know, event to be a part of. And, yeah. And I'm really grateful for that. Is that you know? the biggest marathon in the U.S.? I think it it, it, it may be the biggest marathon in the world uh, as far as runners. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me yeah. just because there are so many runners. I mean, 50,000. It was crazy. Mind-blowing. The biggest one yeah. in Utah was, was that St. George? Yeah. It was like 15,000? Not even that. I think it was like five or six ran the full and then like around 2000 we're in the half oh and wow that's, that's it it's way smaller than i thought yeah but it's still the biggest in utah and it's still actually one of the biggest in the country uh outside crazy. of the majors so yeah <laughs> it was crazy it was huge like yeah more people in one place than i think i've ever seen in my life it was just insane <laughs> yeah that is just wild yeah i mean still yeah still a cool experience oh yeah you got to visit new york a little bit oh yeah it was a great i mean we had a great time on the trip we did a bunch of fun things and and just being in new york and I went on a little jog the day before the race just to kind of like shake out the legs, you know, and right. it was so cool. I, I like there were literally thousands of runners out doing the same thing and just all doing their couple of miles. Yeah, the day all doing the race. their easy shakeout runs. And yeah. I just was like, this is so cool. Like this, yeah. there's so many people here right now to do this one thing Yeah, and it's all going to, it's going to be hard for everyone. You know, everyone's going to, everyone's signed up to put their body through hell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we Anyways, pay money awesome. for that. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Literally. <laughs> we literally pay money to just put ourselves in pain for yeah. as long as we can. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry it wasn't the race here. <laughs> so after the fact, it's been a couple of days now. I mean, we're yeah. almost out of week. Um, what Have you learned anything about what happened? Like, did you go to the doctor? Are you okay? comfortable yeah. talking about <laughs> so, that on a uh, podcast? <laughs> yeah. So uh, full transparency, transparency, I actually think now that I was constipated, and didn't know it, which oh, is crazy sucks. to think about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know why that happened. I literally, yeah. I've only ever been constipated one other time in my life, and I was in South America, and it was terrible. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we but, don't need to dive into that yeah, story. That's, that's a story for another <laughs> that's day. That's a different story. Uh, but, so I, I just, I didn't know that I was, and I don't know how it happened. Um, yeah. And I'm trying not to dwell on it too much, uh, just because I really think it was just a bad timing, a one-time thing right. that happened. But, you know, that's definitely what it feels like to me, because I, it was nothing serious. You know, like, it wasn't my appendix. It wasn't, like, my gallbladder. It wasn't, like, right. anything other nothing, than Nothing that. broke. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, literally, I, I, I think that's what it was. And so... um but as far as like, um, geez, how embarrassing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, next race, you're going to be like on the toilet so much. I know. I'm going to be taking like laxatives before. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure that never happens again. <laughs> I know, seriously. Uh, so yeah, so that's what I think it was. And, uh, you know, like I said, one time thing, I'm not going to 
try to focus on right. it too much or like plan around it too much. But at you know, ultimately, it was a really good mental exercise. Um, yeah, because now it's the first race that didn't go yeah the it, way that it expected. It was the first race where everything blew up on me, right? And yeah. and I honestly I just needed that to happen at some point. Yeah, because it, it, it's going like, to happen again. It's going I'm to happen. I'm sure you're going to race like, enough that it happens again. You look at anyone who's a serious runner and they you'll you'll see that there are multiple multiple races where they it was horrible or they dropped mm-hmm. out or something happened, right? Where yeah. like, that was out of their control that was just the worst. <laughs> you know, that there, there's nothing you can do about it, but um I'm I it was a great mental exercise because like it happened and I realized like oh my gosh, like I'm okay. Life, mm-hmm. life is still going going on, you know. I there's going to be many, many, many more races in my life that I can train for and prep for, and um, just being able to push through that mentally when I thought I I was going to have to give up for sure, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was such a good exercise because now I'm kind of fired up and I'm like, I know I can do two eighteen, you know. Like I know yeah. I can put my body through that. You tasted and, it and and. and and now I'm thinking like I can go faster than that probably you know like I like, I just feel like it's in me like <laughs> I went through this hard thing I know I can do other hard things with it you know so Ooh, how exciting yeah <laughs> so yeah Oof. <laughs> chills and you've got your eyes set on something like April ish yeah we'll see we'll see what happens trying to get into Boston if I can obviously the registration closed for that but I I reached out to them but you're in the sub elite category we'll so see if they have some, a spot for sometimes. me. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that works, but, uh, no, definitely we'll have, uh, you know, other races in 2023 where, right. you know, I'll shoot for that time and, um, you know, which is the Olympic trial time. That's why the 218 is so, right. uh, significant. That's why you wanted to do 218 because yeah. that's the Olympic qualifying time Yep, to just exactly. go to the trials. Yep. To go to the Olympic trials for the marathon, you got to run a 218. What's the significance of that? Is that your all-time goal? Is that just the goal for now? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd never considered doing anything like that, obviously, until <laughs> right, John. Right, <laughs> because a year and a half ago, you weren't a runner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then earlier this year, John and I were having a conversation, and uh, you know, we were just talking about just marathon. This was before I even ran the 50. And uh, I was like, you know, I think I could do a 220-something. You know, That feels like totally doable to me. And he was like, dude, I... I think you should shoot for the Olympic trials. Like, what are you even saying? And I was like, what? Like, like he's like, I seriously think you could be one of the top marathoners in the country. And I was like, <laughs> I was like what are you even talking about, dude? Like, I, I, I have run one race for fun. I never thought, like, that has never even entered my mind as a possibility ever yeah. for anything. <laughs> and so, and, but he, him believing in me and being like, dude, I think we need to shoot for that. You can do that, you know, really just kind of flipped a switch. And so anyway, that, that's the goal for now. You know, I'd love to even go faster than that, but, um, it's kind of a great time right now because I have all of 2023 to qualify for the trials. And then the right. trials are in February of 2024. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's like good timing to work for it and see if I can get it. So, yeah. oh, <laughs> and you can. Yeah, I, I I'm so confident right. that I, I I can do it. I feel I feel like it's in me. I feel like I can do it, and I feel like I could probably even go faster. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. No. I when, when when I found out what happened on like Sunday, you know, late Sunday when I figured out that you posted on your story or something that you had uh, digestive issues. Yeah. Um, I messaged you something, and then the thought 
I, I, I know you probably got a bunch of texts. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, I, so I held this one back. I didn't say it because I was like, he's probably just being blown up. But the, one of the thoughts that I had was um, from what uh, Coach Bennett. Have you heard of Coach Bennett from the Nike Run Club? Yeah, you and I have talked about him. Okay, I cool. Think, yeah. I'm, as, long, as long as you know who he is, even if it's just from me talking about him, I'm a yeah. big fan yeah. of Coach Bennett. But he, he just has this saying where it's like runners are starters. Yeah. Right? Like runners don't – like. It's great to finish, but at the end of the day, runners are the people who just make it to the start line. Because if yeah. you can get up out of bed and put your running shoes on and just take the first step, you're a runner. Because so you're going to finish the run. Like, the hardest yeah. part is just making that first step in your running shoes. Um, and so, yeah, when I when that happened to you, I was like, eh, runners are starters. He'll, <laughs> you know, you'll just look forward to the next race and you'll just start training again for whatever's next because you start. Yeah. No, I did. I appreciate Isn't it. Isn't that beautiful? It, I love that. It, it, you know, I, I love that so much because it's so true. You know, running is, it, there's a lot of ups and downs. There's, it, it varies so much day to day, but it, it, you know, like you're saying, you are a runner the whole time, right? It's, it's as soon as you lace right. up the shoes and go out there, yeah, I mean, you're running. And so just being able to do that physically is just so awesome, you know, such a blessing. And I, I, I love doing it race or not. I, I love getting out there and just going on a run. And this is one, you know, my father-in-law put it in a great context. He was like, you know, you've done so much work, so much training. This day is just one data point right. in the journey. Like it doesn't like, it doesn't change anything on either side of it. You know, like, right. like this is just one day, you know, and everyone has to have days where you lose, right? Like, you know, in any athletic activity, even the best of the best of the best, they're going to have days where it's a loss, right? It just didn't line up. <laughs> it yeah. just didn't line up. And so I, ultimately I, I am grateful for going through that because it, it kind of has changed my perspective a little bit just in the sense that like, you know, even if everything just goes 100% to crap, it, it's okay, you know? I can, right. I can still get up and try to do it again, you know? So <laughs> that's what I want to do. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I can't uh, think of a better way to, to end this episode. Love it. Look forward to having <laughs> you back on when you, I guess, go to Boston or something. Yeah, we'll see. Whatever we'll the see next whatever the next race is. I'll let you know for sure. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely just excited to, to keep going. Like I, I, I may be now more excited than I was when I first started running because like I, I just feel like I have so much ahead of me. I have so much work I can do. That I'm excited to do, and I and like I said, 218 was the goal before, but I feel like I have more in me. So we'll see How what exciting. happens. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks. Thanks, man. everybody.